my goodness, what was that noise? Was that dude? Did you like put your phone down? Yeah. You could have done that like one second earlier in the two minutes. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't too bad, but it, did, it was jarring. Um, you know, again, I'm a pro, so I'm used to like. Anyway, um, hello everyone. Hello. Oh, really? <laughs> That's really? You're gonna steal from the ultimate pro immediately. Okay, I respect that. Um, it hasn't even been two hours, I think, since I checked off here last time. It's all about the World Wrestling Federation. Delighted to announce the power is back. Um, I just watched an FTR match. I don't know if you guys know they are. Um, they team with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Now, you might be thinking that's what I enjoyed about this match, but actually it was the fact that Nick Aldis was the mystery partner. Um, uh, he took a hell of an arm drag. Yes, it was, it was Nick Aldis. Um, <laughs> and Arn Anderson gave him like a big introduction about like you know the NWA is where we all started. So obviously it matters the same amount forever. Um, all very logical things. That is not what we're talking about today. This is Fleet Week. Young Lions, the late night grin, take center stage. Um, young Dukes, other than slamming your phone on the desk violently, how are you this evening, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. I'm a little bit mad that I forgot that I'm pretty sure we have like a Fleet Week video. Here we go. Boys, hold up. I've got to cut the door. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Tope Suicida, the man smartest enough to take AEW out of his Twitter username before I realized that was a good idea. How are you this evening? Uh, doing pretty good. Vibes are high going into this Eagles game. So, Yeah. It's a bit of a double booking for you, right? You know, you're a big fan. You know, we had to change things around. Um, as the young boys of the platform, you were immediately just shit-canned out of your time slot. Um, which happens. I mean, like, it is what it is. When the Oracle of Wrestling is willing to review a wrestling show that he didn't like, you got you got to lock him in quick because, you know, the window will, will close. But uh, you get what you get, I suppose. I see an incredible comment here. I've read the first few words of it, but I'm going to read it on the program. Ben says, and I quote, LNG has a similar issue to late-era WCW. Already I take this as a great comment. <laughs> It has the young, exciting baby faces to freshen up the company. But how do you mix the young talent with the established vets who are disillusioned with wrestling? How do you work Dukes higher up the car without him being politic by Oracle, no sold by Bob, or undercut live on the air by shoot? Tricky job for Bischoff slash Russo slash Sullivan slash, of course, old Joey Bing Bong uh, Holbert. Okay. Very good, Ben. Very, very good. Also true. But we're going to ignore that part for the sake of our wholesome content ahead. We're to AEW, right? Now, I want to quickly, um, and we'll do this with Chris next week when he's here, because he'll be on the you know the, the uh, program moving forward, of course. He was on here last week. One day, all of the guys will be on together. This is their like tribute to the late night grin core. We don't do shows together anymore. We just pretend. But I want to quickly set the stage by getting some insight on your AEW fan. Very briefly, it doesn't have to be a detail, but like, how long have you been watching AEW? Because I've obviously got to know you guys through like watching our shows, which effectively, when I got to know you guys for doing that, it was when we were like full, like we used to play the yeah. Fed Dead video in every video. Um, so tell me, Dukes, when did you start watching AEW? Kind of a broad outline of your fandom, just so that people get to know you. So, you know, we, we shouldn't assume they're aware of you, Dukes. We should have a yeah. video package, really. But go ahead. Uh, I started watching in early 2020, like, before Revolution, 
but I didn't watch Revolution because I was like, I'm not paying for a wrestling pay per view. Yeah. And then in May, I bought a wrestling pay per view. Yeah. So I think the first episode I watched like live was after the first one, the one after Revolution, but the first mm-hmm. one before the pandemic, something yeah. like that. Yeah, there was one in the middle there. Yeah, yeah. I got you. When Mox opened the show with a promo, and then they like laid him out. Yeah. The uh, big question here from JJ: uh, Do you like wrestling? I think it's okay. Okay, uh, Tope, your own fandom with the All Elite Wrestling. Give me a broad outline, pal. Go ahead. Uh, so I was like, wasn't watching wrestling for a couple of years, and then during the pandemic. What was the stadium stampede was double or nothing, right? Yeah, double or nothing 2020, yeah. So I watched I watched that pay-per-view and then Stadium Stampede is the match that like got me into the promotion. That was like the hook. Cool, yeah. That's I mean that's a pretty good start. Um Ben says, Do you still like wrestling should be the new how are you to start the show? The problem with that would that be like I don't know if you guys have seen when I ask Oracle Harry is he has like a long answer. Could you imagine in my question when he said, do you still like wrestling? We, before we even got into the topic, we'd be talking about WCW. You know, it'd be, it'd yeah. be difficult. But you get what you get, I suppose. Okay, with those, um, you know, just some some insight. Again, because we're pros here. We introduce our new characters. Let's get into some topics. Uh, I think the big story of the week for AEW came from Dynamite. I mean, it's, it's bigger than Dynamite, but Dynamite certainly brought it back to the fore. Um, the Elite in Chicago. I think we all expected something, you know, noteworthy, newsworthy. I don't know if we expected everything we got. I mean, maybe a bite, maybe a botched buckshot, maybe a GTS. All of them at once <laughs> was something. Um, it got the rest of the world going crazy. There was many different conclusions taken from it, which I thought was hilarious because we all saw the same thing and just conclude different things. Um, Tope, you're just kind of instinctual response where we kind of dig into the pieces like of uh you know the what we got with the elite and what it means for cm punk and all that stuff just kind of your general response and then we'll get into the the pieces individually go ahead shockingly i think wrestling twitter may be overreacting just a little bit yeah um but i like for me personally like i i definitely kind of side a little bit with the like they're definitely playing into it, and I feel mm-hmm. like enough time has passed, and enough like if as they always as they're saying like if they wanted to turn it into a work at this point, and everyone was down, they could. But then it's also you have the most thin-skinned guy mm-hmm. wrestling. So, like for me, it went from like 20, 2080 that he'd come back just to like AEW, not back to like WWE or anything. Mm-hmm. To now, it's probably like forty sixty, but like, I don't know if the young bucks basically being the young bucks kind of yeah. is like a big tell. It definitely feels to me like a case of you know, it's what I would expect them to do, regardless of what's next. Um, again, everyone has different reads on what is next anyway, but like, I don't know if this is a great tell, Duke. So, you on board with that? Uh, with that conclusion. Yeah, they were just being the elite, which is is what they would have done, whether he's coming back or not. So there's really nothing to read into. But it fit, the funny thing is, it fits like every person's agenda, no matter like what yeah. you want to think. So it worked. It's because at core, everyone is right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I understand why people get mad when folks like myself both sides it. I get it. But also, like, they are both, they are like caricatures in that way. Like, 
both sides just extremely overstate the other in that way, you know. Punk is, he's punk. I mean, that, that kind of goes without saying at this point. We have years of evidence of who he is and, like, when he, but when that doesn't necessarily mean he's wrong when he talks about like you know those guys they're trolls by nature like that's just who they are like if yeah. something vaguely serious happens they see it as a way to like get dunks off and be silly you know so it was not a surprise to me at all um, let's kind of circle away from the CM Punk and then we'll get back to it but talk about the actual match itself it allowed them to kind of get away with a second match here that didn't have to borrow too much from the first and had its own personality purely on. Yeah the CM Punk element, as weird as it sounds. Dukes, what did you make of the actual match itself? I know they're hard to disconnect because, yeah. fuck, most of the I don't remember. I don't remember much of it, to be honest, because I was very, yeah. like, I was just popping the whole time. Uh, mm-hmm. The finish was very funny. All, like, the the whole, like, inside the NBA things going on on Twitter, like, making fun of Matt Jackson, like, he blew the layup at the end of the game. <laughs> has been, like, my favorite thing of this whole best of seven. Yeah. That's good, good shit. There's some this like skipping Shannon action. Yeah. It's very, very good. Uh, Tope, what did you make of the the match itself? Game two of the NBA Finals, so to speak. What did you make of it? I'm pretty similar to Duke's. I was I don't remember like many like individual mm-hmm. spots, but like obviously it was it was very fun. Um, yeah. I personally popped so much for Dahama. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just Man, like the 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 way that like it's so obvious every single time that they're they're doing it but like they some like pack just sells it perfectly in my opinion yeah well penta's i mean penta doing like the first half of his tongue was yeah. fucking bonkers <laughs> and like matt jackson had to kill so much time before penta was ready to do it it was nuts um yeah it was something else but where do we stand on on game three um, I really, guys, I think they're going to go three 0 down. I just let's make it a little less less certain, you know. Let's go two one. Let's tinker with it a little bit. Like Dukes, what do you think they're going to do, and what would you really rather they do with this seven match series? I don't know what they're going to do. I hope they don't go down three nothing because it's just yeah. it makes it too obvious. Yeah, but yeah, three uh, matches. I think just like back and forth from now would yeah. be good. I agree. Three matches back to a draw would be kind of, I think you'd be challenging your audience a little bit because that audience is smart too. Yeah. You know, in the wrestling sense, folks. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that would be difficult. I think I would prefer something like this. You use the hammer shenanigans to kind of cost, um, to cost Dev Drung on the next one. And then you can, you can play around with it. Topa, where do you stand on this, the kind of layout of the seven match series, pal? How many weeks until winter is coming? We have. Um, so they're on this week. Next week they're off, right? Then winter is coming. So winter is coming would be the game four, match four, whatever. I think. I, I think that they should sweep them. My God, could you imagine? <laughs> that would fucking rule. Could you? I, th- I, wow. I think it. I think it's in play. Honestly, no, you do no not. way. You I think not. it's in play. I think it's in play. All right, Skip. What are you saying? <laughs> So I, that would be, and then it would do a one eighty where it would go from like the Bucks don't put people over to these guys don't get it and they don't want to be yeah. stars, brother. You know, like the old where they put private party over and everyone shit themselves, like the whole deal. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely not going to happen, but very funny. All right, we have to do it. We brought back, grew up earlier, and we kind of gave our read on it. 
Tope, you said you were, what was your percentage for CM Punk? Even remind me. He was uh, 60. Probably like 40, 60 that he comes back. Okay. Dukes, give me a number on this. I'm intrigued. Uh, we don't have to dwell on it, but I'm intrigued. 35. Yeah. I'm a lot lower than you boys. I don't know. <laughs> I think they're repairing this one, but we'll see. We'll There's let it play out. A bit, but, you know. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know if I trust any of these gentlemen. But Kenny, I do some. The other fellas involved, I don't know if any of them put apart there, you know. And like all of them would tell you they would be willing to. Mm-hmm. No, it works. All right. Let's look elsewhere here. The main event of Dynamite. Um, Ring of Honor World's title. Chris Jericho versus Tomohiro Ishii. A match that sounded insane, looked insane on the graphic. It says a lot about AEW that like this didn't really have any hype, partly because they do so many weird matches that it's kind of just part of like what they are as promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see anyone talk about this match on like Tuesday and Wednesday. It's like, hey guys, Tomohiro Ishii's wrestling Chris Jericho on TV for some yeah. reason. That's kind of the the blessing and curse that comes with how they do their shows. Certainly got a lot of buzz once it was done, though. Um, Dukes, what did you make of the, the Ring of Honor title match with Jericho and, and Ishii? Uh, my reaction is, I don't know if everyone saw the video that of Brian on like the AEW Japan Twitter. Yes. He was, he was like, he chopped him, and he made his chest bleed, and Brian just had this <laughs> biggest grin on his face. That was me. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That was a great video. The Jericho one was funny too because he did like there's this thing that wrestlers do when they like work Japan. They do like a press conference. They do this particular voice that's like I guess in their mind is like easier for the Japanese people to understand. Chris did an incredible version of that. Like like he was kind of doing like an accent for some reason. <laughs> it's a thing the boys do. I don't know why they do it. I don't understand what, what sense it makes. But anyway, it was a thing Chris did. It was very funny. Um Tope, you're on board with the the widespread praise for the Dynamite main event. Yeah, when I when I was first watching it, like I didn't even like consider that he could blade his chest. So like I was fully convinced that like the five minute chop off is just leading to like just blood <laughs> pouring out. I was popping so huge. Oh my god, because like I didn't I didn't like go in with like insanely high expectations i thought it would be fun and then it's just five minutes like through a whole picture and picture of just traps yeah <laughs> and chris kept doing the big fire up spot too he's like he had to kill time because he was in such pain so he'd be like come on you know and he would throw like these these shots sometimes had nothing on them and he was like oh fuck at one point many tweeted a clip of it it was many's favorite part of the match but when he like he run at Ishii with a clothesline and just fucking like pinned him in the corner. Like, just get down. <laughs> Give me a minute, man. Come on. Like it was, um, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was, it was an absolute blast. I want to kind of use that to get into a bigger talk about Chris Jericho. Cause I think this is interesting. Like he's to me anyway, almost done a complete reversal of where he was at a couple of years back. And what I mean by that is not in purely positive way, mostly positive, but I think there's a, there's a kind of disclaimer that comes with it. I saw Chris Jericho at this point in his career becoming a guy who could be a great character in your TV show and a great promo, but the match is uh, whatever. He now may have become the opposite for me, where it's like his matches are not really ever missing. The Brian one at the point of view, he kind of redeemed by having two matches I loved on TV. Um, other than that, he's here. But like, I also completely get why people are not into Jericho because I admit I kind of groan myself when he comes out for a promo. 
Um, Tope, where are you at on like Jericho as a as a commodity, as a centerpiece of the TV show at this point? Because I think we all agree on the matches. Is the character stuff great and on like you know some of fading impact on you, or are you still into it? You still still rock with? Where do you stand on Jericho overall? It's just like the length of the feuds that he's in is what gets me. Like yeah. like it just like like it is a little bit draining when like you're mm-hmm. doing the same exact stuff. Not like he puts a little spin on it. So like week to week when you're watching it, it's like not bad for the most yeah. part. But like I don't know. It def- it definitely gets a little tiring. I w- I wish the uh the entire feuds would just be shorter in general, but yeah, unless um- it's like top feuds mm-hmm. this feud has been interesting because it's been so like as you said if the individual pieces are so kind of disconnected they don't even feel like the same feud right like there's been so many different parts to this feud and i get it i appreciate that in a good way but for those of us to watch closely it's kind of like god man can we move on you know mm-hmm. um they in blackpool comic club this feud in may and it's like that was six months into his interactions with Eddie because, as uh, our pal Shaker Bake says, that was the week after full gear, I'm pretty sure, Jericho and Eddie started interacting. <laughs> so that's like a year where it's all connected. And, again, I can appreciate that on some level, but, man, it can be kind of exhausting as a television viewer. Dukes, where do you stand on Jericho and the kind of combination of his work being as good as it's been in years, but... His character may be slightly overexposed in my view. What do you think? Yeah, I think overexposed is probably the right word. But more more so, I, I want to see everybody like wrestle other people. Yeah. Especially Brian, which we're getting on Wednesday. But it's been a while. so Absolutely. It has. We'll get to the Wednesday match later um, because you know, professional wrestling is back. But yeah, it's interesting, man. I, I don't know... I, I can't in good faith be like, oh, man, I'm exhausted with, with Jericho because every time I watch him wrestle, he pops me. But I also can't pretend that I'm, like, pumping my fist when he comes out to set up a match or something. Speaking of such, yeah. I almost felt bad for how little I wanted to see him wrestle Claudio again because, like, he's had a great year and Claudio's the man. Everyone loves Claudio. So I kind of fall bad. I was like, why am I disappointed by this? It's logical, I guess, right? Like, they only have one singles match. But it's like, man, this is it. Like, this is the big match of Final yeah. Battle. Dukes, are you, like, are you with me on this? It just doesn't capture the yeah. imagination or as a pay-per-view main event. Yeah, it's a, it's just disappointing. It's like, yeah. it's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's it. And it, it feels like saying that could easily be on a Dynamite, right? Which yeah. is also hard. The first one was on Dynamite. Yeah. And it was, I like the first one a lot, by the way. Me too. Like I, this is the thing. is It's not that I think the match is going to be bad. I'm pretty sure it will be good. It's just... We spent so much time, you know, talking about like what's for final battle. And in reality, the answer was like such a just yeah. lame, you know, it was like easy almost. Um, Topo, what does that do for you as a final battle main event? Is it is it does it pop you or not? It's something that I'm not gonna look forward to, but when I'm watching it, I'll have fun. Yeah. yeah. I actually, actually I think that's probably where I'm at too, honestly. Um I did for a second think we were getting Dragon and Claudio also, Ben. That would have been that'd have been something. Um no one Gunkle. No one G Uncle. I always get that wrong, but regardless, he has resubscribed. He says all hell. Thank you very much, pal. We hope you are well. We hope you're enjoying Fleet Week. All right, we've we talked some Jericho, uh, final battle. There's another part of final battle we need to talk about later that I think um 
It's going to create quite a discourse when the graphic gets posted, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> Firstly, let's look a couple of days ahead of Final Battle. Winter is coming. Absolute Ricky Starks is the number one contender. Our friend Manny lashed out many times. He, he said this is bullshit. He cancelled his uh, plans to attend the event. Meanwhile, I'm pretty excited. Where do you guys stand on Ricky Starks and MJF as a world title program? We assume it will be a one and done, you know, a couple segments match, which is fine. But is this uh, is this a direction that's exciting to you? Dude? It certainly feels fresh to me. What do you think? Yeah, I'm very fired up for this. I'm I'm actually more fired up for the two weeks before the match. Yeah, so the match will be good because I actually, you know, opposite Manny, I actually very much like Ricky Starks. Nerd. Good. But and MJF's obviously great, but the build, I think, I think there's a lot they could, you know, they could start here and then down the road. This is like this should be their big time feud moving forward. So we know that Manny's going to listen to this show, right? He listens to all, all podcasts about he all does. topics. So we should probably tackle this. Like, you know when you say you like Ricky Starks? Yes. Is that because, like, he's charismatic, a good promo, has an awesome look, like, great entrance, has good matches? But, like, when you like him, do you not get embarrassed because he doesn't make your match spreadsheet very often? Is that <laughs> no, does it doesn't happen. No, believe it. I don't do star ratings because I'm not a nerd. So, facts. Oh, okay. All right. I've done one star rating ever, and it was a Will Hobbs squash match on Dark, and it was five. So, <laughs> Did you open a spreadsheet for that? No, I just tweeted it. And then, and then the guy that got squashed retweeted it. He's, that's, that's, I respect that. Um, I once posted a clip of Hobbs like, murdering Sepenica over Spinebuster, and I completely forgot that Serp like, follows me because he's never interacts with me because like, why would he? Yeah. And he just replied to it. I was like, oh, fuck. Sorry, man. That's why I feel bad, you know? Um, like it was a shoot almost. Um, the spreadsheet thing is like, imagine what Manny's match rating spreadsheet looks like. Right? It has to be a no, mess, right? I like just fucking insanity. It would probably get him arrested if they found <laughs> it. You know, it'd be, it'd be crazy. Um, Tope, are you in on absolute Ricky Starks and MJF? Where do you stand on this? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm again like Dukes. It's it's going to be the build up. I think the match is going to be awesome too. I hope they get a lot of time. I don't remember had was Winter is Coming the one that they had like extended ad free time last year. Um, I know there there was one of them. I think so. So I hope last year was was Hanger and Brian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, why it feels like so long ago, boys. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like a lifetime ago? <laughs> Oh Brian's God. turned baby and heel like three times since then. <laughs> he honestly hasn't. It just feels that way. Um, it might have been that show, yeah. It'll be interesting. How much time they get will actually be like a genuinely interesting thing because MJF is someone who we all agree is like really good in the ring. I don't think anyone's still doing the bit on these shows of like then the bell rang. Um, but how long you give a match with him and Ricky where the audience, let's be honest, while they'll be into it, they know like Ricky's not winning the belt. So you could definitely stretch it thin. Um, Joe asks, he says, Joe, do you agree with Manny that it's bad that Ricky Starks lets his opponent shine every match? I think case-by-case basis, um, firstly, Manny's very funny, but I think one thing people are missing about his tournament was like, if you're beating Brian Cage and Lance Archer while being injured, you have to give them a lot of the match, you know? 
Ethan Page, he give a lot of the match. And I still thought it made Ethan look better because he had so much fucking tape on his body. He looked ridiculous, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I think if he took any more of the match, it would have kind of killed those guys. I mean, look, it would be in real. Would it have mattered if he, like, killed off Lance Archer? Probably not because Tony doesn't seem to have a lot of ideas for Lance. But the idea would be that as a producer, that's the word we use for them now, guys, um, you would give the big fellas a lot of the match because Ricky Cancel is the more over-party and it protects them a little bit. Whether it worked or not for you, your mileage may vary, but I think that is the kind of mindset behind it. But I get it, man. Look, Ricky sold a lot, and he's an old-school worker. Right? We talked about last week with Chris Dukes. Like, he's not a guy who's particularly dynamic. I think there's an argument he's not even like a great fit for the AEW main event scene. Um, but I will not give up on that until I see it in action in a couple of weeks against MJF. Yeah. Let's see how that looks, you know? Because yeah. the crowd's like Ricky. So it ain't like he's going out there to silence. Um, okay, we'll bounce around a little bit here. Um, there was a triple threat tag match on Dynamite with Jamie and Britt, Sky and Willow, and Ty J, right, was the match? Yes. What did you guys make of this, like, kind of random, like, formatting <laughs> they threw out there for this? And there was some discussion that this is, like, a thing they might do more often. <laughs> Would you suggest that entry one would, would like make that a good idea? Because this was kind of weird to me as a yeah. piece of business on TV. Dude, I think I liked when they were doing – they did like the couple trios matches back-to-back. -back. I like those yeah. better, I think, than a triple threat tag. Also, Anna J. Yeah. They posted they posted that kick on Instagram, and it's like, what? Why? Why is that, that posted? That, listen, this is a different conversation for another day, but their social media – It's like, so bad. It's time, bro. Like, it's the time to grow clip, up. The one <laughs> clip they posted of Britain Soraya was the fucking powerbomb off the top. Why? It's like the person in charge has never seen wrestling before, you know? It's like Yeah, or use social media. Well, yeah, the, the stuff, and honestly, the real pop of it is, it isn't just their guy. The incredible irony is that the guy who runs the TNT account is, like, just as bad somehow. He's it's terrible, so too. It's so not, it's like, yeah. yeah. They take like a they take like a current meme, wait three wait three weeks and then do it, and it's like always they always misunderstand the meme. It's very bad every time. Um, that part is unfortunate, but yes, as you were saying, they posted that on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever, and that was unfortunate. It was bad. Yeah, there's a couple of strikes in there that were were loose. Um, Sky Blue was pretty good in this though. I thought. Tope, what did you make of this kind of random like triple threat tag? And I, I guess. To cut to the chase, Nifman brings it up. Are we getting tag titles? I hope not. Is that the yeah. idea? It, feel, it feels like a mistake with how much they're struggling with the TBS belt right now to yeah. me. Uh, Topo, what, what did you make of this? A sign of things to come or just like a weird one-off that we'll all forget pretty shortly? Um, I don't know if it's going to be a one-off, but I don't think it's going to be like a consistent every week thing. Uh, I didn't necessarily hate it, but I, I agree that like the singles matches were better. This felt like more of like if this was on Rampage. I feel like it would have done better than being on Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like there was a chance to kind of, I mean, I guess they had a promo segment. So there was some development with Jamie. But I don't, if I think if I said to you guys on Monday after the paper for you, like, or Sunday, whatever the fuck, you know, what do you think Jamie's going to do on Wednesday? I don't think anyone would have said she's going to be in a triple threat tag with Ty J. Like, for what? You know, it was just, it was weird. Um, but we'll see if it's something they kind of play around with more often. The tag titles thing, I think, is a very real 
possibility. I don't think it's necessarily a smart idea. Um, how many belts would that put them out in AEW at that point? Take away Ring of Honor. How would that be? 38. <laughs> the, the, the world men's, the world women's, the world tag. We have TNT, TBS, Trios, All Atlantic. And then that's seven. And then yeah, it'd be eight. And the women's yeah. tag belt will be eight. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot, yeah. For a, especially because they don't have any split or anything. They're just like on the shows. Yeah. I still think they could have some of these belts on fucking dark, man. It, fast, it befuddles me that they can't do that. Or is like, that broke every week with rule? Yeah. And it's just it's like it's like a rule. You can't do that. It's not allowed. You know, it's just it's odd to me. Um I think there's so much stuff on Rampage right now that could easily be on dark and would elevate that show while freeing up space for like Good stuff on on Rampage, but I don't know. Uh, we'll get into Rampage in a moment. First, though, what do you guys think? Who do you guys think is next, I should say, for Jamie Hayter? I'll just kind of map that out a little bit because she is obviously on fire, got a huge reaction winning the belt. It is so important they don't kind of squander this opportunity. Dukes, give me a kind of this kind of talk this through here, guys, booking committee style. Dukes, kick us off. Who would you like to see next for uh, for Jamie? Uh, I didn't really have an idea, but someone said in the chat, Paul said, hopefully Willow beats Anna and then gets Hater at Winter's Coming. I think that match would rule because the first one ruled and in doing it in uh, on Winter's Coming on Dynamite with like a hotter crowd would be mm-hmm. better. Willow, what do you think, Tope? You in on this idea that Winter's Coming, perhaps? Yeah, I think Willow's the best to, to kind of keep the momentum going. Mm-hmm. Elevate Willow and defeat. Um a very fun first challenger for Hato too. Also a new yeah. like fresh matchup. So. Yeah, fun match stylistically too, right? Like some power moves and so it'd be cool. I, my only concern with it would be like, I would worry slightly. I don't think it would be a problem, but I would worry slightly about like the crowd being so for Jamie that it kind of like because when you're the type of babyface Willow is, where you're like all energy and like an actual old school babyface. Like, if the crowd doesn't want you to win, it could be really, really, really hard. And that would yeah. be my one concern. I don't mean they'd turn on her because she's Willow and she's awesome. But that's one that came to mind. I think Sheeta has to factor in at some point, right? I think so, yeah. Now, on Rampage, jumping ahead here slightly, you know, Sheeta had a quick win. Uh, but they set up – there was something going on with Penelope and the bunny and – so maybe that's going to be a diversion of sorts. Um, Tobi, what do you think? Where do we? Is Sheeta going to be going to be catered for with a, few, a hot feud with Penelope and the, and the Bunny in the coming weeks? She's going to get a tag fight. What do you think is happening on the, on the Sheeta front? Because she feels like a natural choice to me personally. What what are? I have absolutely no idea, but I, it could be the type of like short term, just like get her a couple wins and then mm-hmm. elevate her, and that would be one of the well, like one of the New Year's shows. Give yeah. her a title match. Because what I'm thinking is who like we all know where the Brit thing's going, right? Yeah. And do we all agree Brit's the heel? We all agree on this, correct? This yeah. has to be yeah. Brit. Because I know some people played around when she got she against Serena, some people were playing around with like switching that dynamic, but no, she has to be the heel. Um when do we expect that match to be? Because to me, it's like revolution is more than enough time. There's still three more months of build. Like I, I think that's something you can do. Uh, a revolution without being anything close to rushed. I mean, good Lord, they were teasing it heavily in January of this year at Battle of the Belts. That's yeah. the same to think about. So I think, yeah, I, I think personally, revolution is the natural spot. 
Dukes, is that what you expect, or do you think they're going to stretch this out to Vegas, God forbid, to all out? Like, what, what do you think this is looking like? Are you expecting the next pay-per-view personally? I would have been more kind of scared that they would do that, but the promo on Wednesday kind of started already with Brit- yeah. like cutting her off and you know taking a spotlight, so to speak. It's good. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. That would be if you were going slow with it, it would be too soon, right? Yeah. Because you didn't even let it have that moment. That's fair. I, I agree with that. Um, it's also how Jamie sold that was interesting, right? Like, she's not oblivious to it all. That's not the way they present it. It's like she kind of just like tolerates Brit's asshole behavior. Like, she sort of looked at the people like, I know. She let her do her thing. Like, it was, that was the way she sold it. It was kind of interesting to me. Um, Tope, what do you think? Are we, are we going to get to this thing at Revolution or are we going to delay it a little? Yeah, it feels like Revolution is is going to be Brit hater. This is a good point, by the way, about Tony. Um, let's talk about Tony being revolution, but just Tony in general, you know, she made it clear she wants to go out for the belt. I think they're going to do that rematch, right? That'd be the, and that'd so. be their rubber match, right? I think. Yeah. So that could be perhaps to Tope's point, one of the new year shows, perhaps, you know, and then saying that with revolution's March 19th. I think so. You got a lot of time, man. They could do like three fucking matches in that <laughs> in that time. Yeah, it's interesting. This build I always think is like, um, you know, to me anyway, this is like the most challenging time of Tony Khan's year because four months of a build for a pay per view is just hard. But with how his brain works, I think he last year I remember this being a time where I thought he struggled quite a bit and he kind of like lost track of where he was going. It's an even longer break this time because. We're later in March, right? I guess we're later in November, but nonetheless, you get my point. Um, it will be interesting having to develop women's vision. Now, I would ask generally when I would do one of these shows, I would ask, Did you guys like Dynamite? I do not have to do that today uh, because we have visual aids, we have graphics that we are now going to explore, folks. This is a Fleet Week exclusive. Um, am I right in saying this is purely the work of the Tope Suicide, or is this a collective effort? It's a collective effort. I mean, he like did the work, but we just. Are you sure you want to claim that? Before or, I put this yeah, no, I do. Yeah. Okay. Now, folks, this here is the official vibrator. <laughs> um, now, I understand how that sounds. We'll let you kind of play that through your ears a few times and figure it out. But nonetheless, here we have hour one of AEW Dynamite. Look at JJ. <laughs> I knew JJ would be the first one that reacted. Especially I think, why I said it. I think whoever came up with that is pretty funny. Yeah. Well. Everyone likes their own things, you know. Some people like a uh, fucking uh, Survivor Series. All right, I'm just kidding, <laughs> folks. Like what you like. Let people enjoy things, Dukes. Anyway, let's, now let's, let's work through this, boys, okay? Tope, Duke, can you kind of, like, as though you're giving a PowerPoint presentation, talk us through the ups and downs here, and I'll interject when I see an issue. Is that okay? You got yeah. you, you guys? Okay, go ahead. Tope, you can go. <laughs> so I would like to first say that um, <laughs> this uh, was initially born just to prove my strongest wrestling take, which is that the Dave Meltzer scale is not five stars because he rated a match seven stars. Fair. That's fair. I, we can all agree on that. Yes, true. Yeah. So I just true. made this seven seven layers of vibes. Okay, I respect. So let's just look through these quickly. Um, shits, pop, but you know, bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we have an example of what that would like? What was what was a good? Because I know exactly what you're talking about. But like, what Jeff would be Jarrett. a good? 
architecture last week. Right, like not, not not this not this past week, like the one before. All right, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, how is bad vibes above pop, but bad vibes? Uh, how does that work? <laughs> didn't really think that through. That's a good question. No comments. <laughs> we have mid, which of course is a tribute to the world's champion, I'm sure. He definitely invented that. Yeah. Um, we have just general pops, mm-hmm. um, good vibes, and as, as mentioned, the, the top mark here of impeccable vibes. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into it. Let's go segment by segment again. I'll interject when I see an issue. Um, let's get rocking and rolling, boys. Go ahead. All right. Okay. So the Regal and Mox uh, Danielson opening promo. This yes. was so fucking like dramatic. It, yes, it ruled. Was. It was like BCC soap opera shit, and I loved it. It was very good. I liked it a lot too. I co-signed that. We then we dip slightly, but swerve and keep. Would that be because? Um, would that be because it, you know, they didn't give you a lot? It was good, but they didn't give you yeah. quite enough. In you know, yeah. I, I really like Renee in it. How she just like went up to, she is like a big part in making the show feel different. And yeah. I think she's actually really important. She, yeah, she. Um, okay, now this is interesting. We have a, a pretty sizable drop here uh, to to Hat Hager versus Orange Cassidy. Um, it is squared in the middle there of, of mid and pops. Uh, what was the issue, Topay? What was the problem with with the the Hager match? I think Hager's fun, but you know it's 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 you know Hager with the gimmick of I have a bucket hat. So the gimmick rules for what it is, but you know. Yeah, I understand. Is it basically, what you're saying is that was the ceiling for that almost in some ways, right? I mean, it yeah. is what it is. It was fun for what, yeah. Then we have a peak here on the show. We get our highest mark of our one. Uh, we, we move past good vibes. Um, we're on our way here. We don't quite reach the top mark here. But we're on our way uh, for law time, um, which I would assume was the return of the House of Black. Fair? Yes. Okay. Now, there's going to be a controversial moment coming up here, and I'll get to that in, in very shortly. Um, how fired up were you fellas to see those guys back? Clearly, you were very much fired yeah. up by this chart, but... You know, kind of speak to you a little bit. Very fired up. Uh, they they like really got me when QT yeah. came out, and I said, "Oh, I said a good wrestler is here, but I don't want to see him on Dynamite." Hey, yeah. Listen, I made the QT Marshall fist pump picture. Actually, that so. was good. Actually, yeah, that was good. Uh, but then Buddy fucking destroyed that guy. I don't even know who it was. He <laughs> fucked him up. And that's what made it, you know, above good vibes. Yeah. If you could give like an individual part of a segment of vibrating, that's like through the roof. That's more than impeccable vibes. Ah, so are you saying that the other elements of the segment can hinder? That's that's very interesting. I didn't consider that. I was considering just the best part. That's that's good. I like that. Okay. It's an overall rating, Joe. Okay, I've got you. Sometimes I take these things for granted. Um, Okay. All ego from Paige and Pretty Ricky. A still high mark here. I know where Manny's chart would lead him in that match. Um, You guys still enjoyed this, fair sack, yes? Yeah, I really like Ricky Starks. It was pretty easy for me. Yeah. Have I told you about the star ratings yet? (laughs) Yeah, but I don't do those, so. Now, this is going to be controversial. Um, Wardlow's World, not a massive hit uh, here on the the Vibe (laughs) Raider. <laughs> um, 
to me, it was kind of like the keep swerve. It was just a, a little too short, I guess. Well, hold on, Toby. It's a lot lower than the keep swerve. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers. Here. I'm looking at the vision. Well, Look at this. This is a lot lower. Well, he's well, not, I mean, no swerve. He's yeah, no swerve. There's no swerve in that segment, so it can't be as high. Fair. There was some images of Samoa Joe, though, which is probably worth keeping in mind moving forward. Hogan is a baddie no more. This is um, almost, is this equal low or almost close to it, um, as the aforementioned Hat Hager affair. This was kind of awful, man. This was like kind of tragic. It felt like I was watching someone die on TV. This, I haven't felt uncomfortable about this. This was brutal. I expected lower, uh, lower vibes for this. Yeah. Well, not too bad for you, fellas. You didn't mind. Well, they're the baddies. True. I mean, are they though? Like, that's pretty mean. Red Velvet's just... back. True. Ah, good point. That's good. Good point. I agree with you then. And then we go high, but not as high as Law Time for the second match of the best seven. Now, I have to ask, boys, it's going to get me mad. I mean, I always saw... look, Paul's already put in the chat. There you go. House of Black defeating the elite, the elite in this in this vibe <laughs> battle, this vibe war. Whose decision was that? That seems insane. What happened here? It's in uh I won't say who voted. I won't say who um you know oh. gave, gave the score. But between me, Tope Suicida, and Chris, I believe I was the high man on the vote on this. Okay, so who was the low man? I don't actually remember. Tope. Who's the blame for this? Who's the blame for that this? isn't here? Ah. Uh, well, here's a crime to pay for next week, pal. We'll discuss this. Okay, you fellas are innocent for now. We move to R2. The innocence is about to quickly oh, yeah. diminish. <laughs> um, we go off to a flying start. This is awful. I've just seen what the high-up mark is for. Rosa <laughs> is champ no more. Exclamation. <laughs> this is mean. Come on. This is Manny-esque content here, boys. What's the deal? Uh, well, that's actually Manny's uh, best bit and his truest point. Can't hide in the bathroom forever. She had to give it up. <laughs> and, uh, Jamie Hader is a real world champion. That's all that matters. All right. I guess I could accept it through the lens of Jamie and Tony benefit, but, you know, you get what you get, I suppose. All right. Um, the triple threat tag, still a high mark here. This one is as high as the elite match. If, <laughs> I, was, if I was thought, you know, I didn't know, but I would question your intention. I can tell you who the high man on that match was. Not the um, coward again, or was it the Tope? No, 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 it was Tope Suicida. Big fan of... Vibes carry over. That's a big thing with the That's vibes. That's true. There's now. a momentum element to it. Now, here's the deal. You're not on camera right now. Have you got a cowboy hat on at this very moment, Chief? I know somebody who does, but his camera no doesn't work. Okay. All right. Fine. Let's get to the real issues here coming up. Jesus Christ, you hit me with two shots here. Look at this shit. FTR get hit okay, too. Well, this is because what we the knew. Fuck is this? this is because we knew about Dante and we thought he was actually hurt. Oh, so we were all mad yeah. about it. Fuck this. Dukes, carry on with your explanation. Uh, we knew about Dante, but we didn't. We thought he was like actually hurt, and we were all very yeah. mad about it. Are you saying that you know when you go to a wrestling show, 
you can just tweet like, I think this guy's injured rather than tweeting a picture. It looks like Dex and Cash are praying for someone. In the yeah. Ring. <laughs> Which when I first saw it, I assumed that something like horrific had happened. I thought he like, like, broke his leg. They look, the picture looks so like dramatic. The way they were standing over it, it's like, oh, fuck, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though, boys. This still feels like a political hit. This is very low for an FTR segment. Topa, what do you have to say for yourself? That 20 seconds <laughs> almost tanked an incredible vibe show. All right, let's get to it. I'm dreading this. I saw this earlier in the week. I was very mad. Jarrett and Co interrupts. Here it is. Almost ruined the damn show. <laughs> below zero. Now, is this below zero? This is just horrific. Look at this. Jeff Jarrett, a man who has done so much for this business, the well, king of total nonstop action, the king of the mountain for that matter. Um, he's he's the the, the low man on the show. And what's going on here? How can I'm going to be honest. It? It's oh. more the and Co part for me. Oh, yes. Fair. Same. Same. And, but the next segment, the daddy ass saves the segment, the TNA sucks chants are included in that. Yes. Okay, so the Jarrett and Co. stops basically when Jeff appears on screen. Yes. So technically... I just saw I just saw Jay Lethal and I was like, oh, fuck. Technically, Jeff's promo is actually in the next segment. Because sure. if, if the segment Sorry. before yeah. ends with the chance, yeah. again, his promo was completely drowned out by the chance, is what I'm saying. So... Yes. We're actually up here in the middle of pops and good vibes. Yes. If you want, I can make it and eh, eh, or just co-interrupt and then Jared and yeah. Daddy. It's the Moving forward, I would like us to clearly separate Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett um, takes. It's just okay. saying I would like us to work on, okay? I hope Tony um, Khan would too. Uh, fair. Uh, the Then we have um, the aforementioned Daddy, as we talked about that, and then we have the chop-off, Jericho Vazishi. This is, I believe, the highest point of the show, correct? Yeah. I went full impeccable on this. Wow. Okay. It was Chris and Tope. Um, I don't remember. Were they united in their cynicism? Tope, where did you stand on this business? I think I went between good and impeccable. I forget, though. Okay. Honorable Claudio seems a little bit generous, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the main event. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it was bad, but he just like walked out and punched him and looked at the camera, and you've given it like the second highest yeah. mark of the show. Well, to be fair, that ha- that has to do with the momentum because I was riding so high off the match. Yeah, it didn't. Was it, it wasn't bad. It, it could. It, it you know, it couldn't hinder what it already had. In a That's vacuum, fair. it is not between good and impeccable, but on yeah. the vibrator, it is. Yeah. So there's a flow to these things, is what you say. There's a flow to the yeah. vibrator. This is this is how yeah. like the vibes that we have watching the show. See, that's different. See, Meltzer's scale doesn't take that kind of thing into it. You know, he doesn't yeah. think about it. he doesn't think about the flow. He just rates the match for what it is. You know, mm-hmm. that's good. All right, there you go, boys. We we'll have to make a video for that. It could be a, a weekly program, um, weekly segment on this program, I should say. The vibrator in full effect. <laughs> All right, let's talk about rampage here for a moment. Uh, the we just kind of covered it there. The FTR top flight match. Um, I think it was clear rewatching it a couple times that d- I think Dante may have got like buzzed a little bit on one of the breakup for the pins. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Cash, you know the breakup where um, Cash pushed Darius into the pin. Mm-hmm. On one of those, Dante looked like he was a little bit 
rattled. And I, from what I can see, that was it. Because I said to, on the grin, I, I'd heard stuff about the shout machine, but he didn't take the shout machine in any kind of... No, he violent. did jump very high. He did jump high, right? But he didn't look like he landed like high in that sense. Um, either way, the match was, you know, it was good. It was a good time. One thing that was really stood out to me was they've, like, Don and Darius have teamed up so little in the last couple of years that they actually need to, like, remember their, like, shit together. It was noticeable at times, right? There's a few times where Darius was, like, waiting for where it was kind of wild to watch because Dante's been in, like, two tag teams in the meantime. Um, but obviously, they're, you know, really exciting and they're going to be a really, really good team. Very early days for them, still, in that sense. Um, Dukes, what did you make of FTR and Top Flight? I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. I mean, I yeah. like anything FTR. Call They're me, a, good. call me a bootlicker. Bootlicker. I like all the. I like all the tag teams. Well, most of the tag teams. <laughs> I like all of the tag teams. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> definitely not a dangerous statement at all. No, probably not. Um, Tobey, do you like all of the all of the tag teams? Uh, just about. Just about. Just about. All right. Fair. Um. What did you make of this one, pal? Uh, I haven't seen Rampage yet, but I have seen yeah. the the spoiler for the big angle. More money for young dukes, if you ask me, folks. There you go. It's all about professionalism, right? All right. You mentioned the big angle. Let's cover that. Um, I don't really have much interest in anything 10. I don't mean that to be mean, but it's just the reality of the situation. However, I thought this was like really well done, and it actually popped me because it was kind mm -hmm. of – but they did like a real segment, and Roosh was like really mean. Yeah, I just can't believe he fucking used that cable again in the match, man. Jesus, I can. There wasn't even a place for it in this match. Anyway, so he did that, and the the post match was fun. Um, Dukes, as someone actually watched Rampage, you know, yeah. and you know, as a as a real pro student of the game, I actually heard Dukes watched it four times. So he went on what I'm talking about here. Brilliant. What did you make of the closing angle? Uh, I think ten sucks. I would like to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, me and Manny, I think, are like the leaders of the 10 socks train, you know? Yeah. But this post match fucking ruled. I do think you should have powerbombed negative one for more yeah. heat, but it was, it was good. Well, that, kid, that kid is a worker. You see that sad face he did? He was like, had his hand. Oh, man. It was good, man. Yeah. yeah. It's good. The, like, it was really, the shot they took behind him was so dramatic, but it, it popped me because it was like, I mean, the kids cry, and I had no problem. I had no problem with being dramatic in that situation. If there was, there was a time to ramp it up, that was probably yeah. it. So, um, Also, Brody's wife tweeted, that was incredible. Kayfabe's back. Professional yeah. wrestling's back. I saw that, yes. It was good shit. Um, Tope, do you care at all about 10? Now working as a heel alongside Roosh. Did you see how handsome he was when he took the mask off, guys? He's the next big thing. If you ever get a chance, DM the Oracle of Wrestling and ask him <laughs> about what he thinks 10 looks like because it's always funny. He said to me many times, and I always laugh. Keeps it off the air, though. It was a really good right There you go. Um, Anthony Henry had actually a pretty big night, I thought, uh, on Rampage, even though it was kind of hidden in the middle of a show at you know, 3 in the afternoon or whatever it was. Um, Darby Allen, as he always does, gave... Anthony Henry a lot. Darby sells the most of, you know, most all of his matches. And Anthony Henry looked really damn good. Dukes, I know you watched Rampage eight times. Uh, what did you think of Anthony Henry's performance? And, you know, do we think it's just a case of waiting for Ring of Honor when it comes to the work horseman? It's got to yeah, be. Yeah, 100%. Because they had a promo too. I saw uh, it. Good promo. I like it. Yeah. 
Was that on Rampage or was that on? Was that just on YouTube? I don't remember. It was but, on the Twitter machine, I think. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, the match ruled. I really like Anthony Henry. I really like Darby Allen's matches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it hit for me. It was good. We were both there for the match that I genuinely don't think is aired yet. The no, Trent no. and the Trent and Anthony Henry had that was legitimately almost a month ago. That, um, that match fucking ruled. Yeah. Henry's the real deal. All right, let's talk Darby for a moment. Tope, where do you think the sort of long-term direction is for Darby Allen? Because I think we all have a blast with the, you know, quarterly, sting, insane pay-per-view match, right? But would you say it's a little bit challenging to actually book Darby as his own sort of commodity, own single star, own future main event or whatever the intention is with Derby while doing the Sting thing. Do you think it's hard to have both things achieving the same, like, you know, maximized at once, Tobe? Where do you stand on Derby's usage and his overall projection for what's next, so so to speak? Go ahead. I think he's, I mean, I think he's used perfectly in this Sting role because, like, yep. while he would be good enough to be in, like, the main event scene, mm-hmm. he isn't necessarily needed at the moment. And it's kind of like, Everyone's asking, like, oh, where's Miro? Miro's obviously good enough to be in the main event scene, yeah. but, like, there's so many bodies there. So I feel like uh, basically until Sting retires, mm-hmm. which i assuming that's in the next couple of years, I think he can stay in this role. He doesn't have to wrestle too, too much. So, like, yeah. he's not – he like, every time he wrestles, he does crazy stuff. So not having to wrestle too much is – probably going to be good for his long-term outlook and then you can kind of just like he's good enough that you can build him up quickly and Mm -hmm. like he's protected enough that if you need to put him in the main event scene awesome if not we just have these great pay-per-view matches yeah like i like the idea almost that while he's obviously good enough like basically sting gives him a thing where he doesn't need to be in those right like Mm -hmm. he's he's like to your point, Sting excludes him from having to worry about losing his spot because there'll always be space for that Sting tag, right? I'm, I'm with you. That's uh, an interesting way to look at it. Dukes, where do you stand on that topic? Like, Darby kind of on his own and how it's affected by the Sting dynamic. Yeah, I think I think Darby would be the one to retire Sting in Sting's last singles match. Mm. Uh, and then I think after that is probably the time to make the move on him, whatever you're going to do with him. Yeah. This is interesting to me. Joe says, Sting and MJF are dynamite to set up Derby yeah. and MJF at pay-per-view. I will say this certainly, or with confidence, I should say. And certainly it's a little bit far, but you know what I mean. If Derby is going to get a pay-per-view main event for the world's title in the next you know, couple of years, Max is the champ feels like as likely as that's ever going to be, right? Like they have a dynamic, but they didn't wrestle too much. They had one match. It was awesome. Yeah. They have like a natural kind of rivalry there. Um, Tope, if I just said to you, gut feeling, yes or no, will we see MJF defend the world title against Darby Allen on pay-per-view? What's your, what's your instinctual reaction to that? Yes, because I feel mm-hmm. like that could be the double or nothing match. Interesting. Dukes, what are you reckon? Uh, I think it could happen. I think it depends on a lot of other things, like where, like if Adam Cole's back, if Hangman's back, if Miro yeah. is back. I think there's a lot of you know pieces in play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, while talking about pay-per-view and big matches on pay-per-view, we talked about FTR earlier. Uh, it appears 
that the Gun Club is going to be the final battle match. I don't know if that's the case. They certainly suggested the Kingdom wanted the belts, but then they kind of didn't want them. I don't know. Um, I haven't asked. So it appears the Gun Club are going to be um, working FGR at final battle. For you guys, is this why? Is this fuck that? Or is this like, let's see what they can do in this spot? So I think the match is going to be really good. Yeah. yeah I honestly don't have a doubt in that. But I would like it to be something a little more compelling. Whether that's the kingdom or not, I don't know. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. To match. I'm not going to be mad about it. Tope, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's pretty much the same as the main category for me, where it's kind of just like I'm not really going to look forward to it or think about it too much. But then when I'm watching it, it'll be pretty good. I'll have fun. The match that actually um, pops me on paper the most on that so far, by the look of it, is Athena and Mercedes, because I just think they're going to like just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting place. I, I personally... I'm at a spot where it's like I'm kind of intrigued by it as a uh, statement because I think the gun club have kind of become one of these acts where the people in the promotion think higher of them than the audience. And, the, you know, that happens a lot with heels, right? Like, I don't really think there's a perception in the company that these guys are, like, the next big team, which I do not think the audience has <laughs> kind of perceived them as thus far. Um, we will see. I am not sold on the gun club whatsoever, but I am sold on the idea of FTR wanting to have a great match with two guys they like and achieving that. So it'll be interesting. Um, the Wrestle Purist Awards will get nasty if Dex Holwood has a four-plus match. Or a, or a, sorry, hang on, wait. If he has a good vibes and above match with the gun club, um, you know. I might get a little bit aggressive. That's what I'm saying. By the way, have you guys got? Are you like media for that? Is Monty giving you? A, no, a oh, that's actually what I was just gonna say. I okay. wonder. I was wondering if we can get media votes for that. I mean, have you seen some of these fellas that do this wrestling media? I think you should probably. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's the least he could do after he was mean to you that night about Hangman. That was that's terrible. True. That's like my villain origin story. That was, was really mean. Yeah. <laughs> was mean. I was. Almost, I had. I had like nothing to say. I had no rebuttal just because I was like stunned. He was aggressive. It was and like, he's very. It was like the second show I'd ever been on. Fair. He's very um, – he's aggressive, but not in a way that gets you, like, rolled up. He's just kind of spiteful, you know. And he's, yeah. it's he's sort of understated. He sort of sits like this and kind of, you know. Yeah, he does. He's like always – yeah. Yeah, he does that. It's like, fuck, man, this guy's kicking the shit out of me, you know. See how bad he got those War Games predictions, though? Oh, man, dude hasn't got a clue. I told him that years nice. ago. Not as bad as Bob, though. <laughs> Bob watches all of the shows and he still gets all of them wrong. <laughs> And then he comes on the review show and says they got the wrong finish. I said, it's not the wrong finish. You just picked the wrong fucking finish, Bob. It's not their fault. Anyway, enough about war games. Am I right? All right. True. There you go, folks. Rampage. Just look ahead briefly to next week here as we, we wind down on Fleet Week. Um, I honestly don't care about anything next week other than one match. I don't even know what else is on next week. I'm sure there's good stuff. Who could possibly care? Because... Um, in a match that Dax is billing as Axe vs. Dragon, which is not necessarily uh, not necessarily the work of sort of Don King-esque promotion, but I respect it on some level. Um, Dax the Axe Harwood versus, to quote him, the best wrestler in the world, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Dukes, there was a real event in the group chat. A real 
event in the group chat when this match was announced. Jack Crosby. Okay, I'm going to just out Jack Crosby. Fuck him. All right, so we... Jack Crosby said in the group chat, why is Rampage on? And some things were said. And then it was mentioned that FTR, after having the lowest viewed television match in AEW history, may beat that record with this match on Rampage. And Jack Crosby said, and I quote, Paul Levesque would never. <laughs> then the next... <laughs> The next message in the chat was a graphic of Dax Harwood and the American Dragon Brian Danielson. <laughs> and he immediately conceded on this. Um, I can't fucking wait, Dukes. Are you fired up, pal? Oh, man. I stood up out of my chair. Nice. I stood up. I, I threw my fists up. I said, we're back. The American Dragon Brian Danielson addressing Dax, Dax Harwood of FTR. <laughs> of FTR. And I like FTR. I stated that already. I you like, do? I like all the ta- almost all the tag teams, <laughs> all the tag teams are the blondes are like uh, they're good. Yeah, so it's good shit, man. Yeah. I like it. Um, I appreciate you saying of FTR too, because otherwise yeah. people would get confused. Um, Tope, now that you're not confused because Duke so adequately you know laid out what the match is, you excited to hear about this? I know you didn't watch Rampage. Um, you excited by this, pal? I mean, once the entrances come on for both of these guys like yeah. by meter immediately to impeccable and yeah. it's n- most likely not going to go down like they're going to have to like actively not have a good match for me not to have fun with this that seems yeah. like they're going to fucking lock up back each other into the corner and one of them is going to have like one chop JR better be on the fucking commentary team for this he'll just commentate in his living room he's pop that's himself, true you know? <laughs> And like when he does it in his living room, he just buries Excalibur the whole time. <laughs> like like Dax will do a power bomb and he'll be like that fucking prick would call it a Liger bomb and he just carries on <laughs> as he was. Um yeah, I can't wait. Like I I, look, I totally get the FTR bit is a bit in many in many different cases, and not everyone is for every, you know for every fan, but fuck man. I, this is the kind of shit that I personally am watching wrestling for. I can't wait. Um couple of things here. How do we feel about this? Monty's a fed stand, too focused on superstars and draws when he could be vibrating. <laughs> so true. Facts. Unbelievably true. Superstars and draws is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like Monty, like looking at like the house short, the house show, the house, you know, numbers. Like fuck, man, Drew's struggling out there. He was. I must say, Monty was. He was down in the dumps last night, folks. I don't want to break any news stories, but you know, we had some messages after the war games. Tough night at the office, brother. Tough night. Every time he almost gets me in the mecha mode, he, I watch one of the shows and go, oh, fuck, I don't even like this shit. <laughs> um, ben says, I watched the Silent Decade after I watched his Fiber Series view, and the optimism Joe and Oracle had was so sad to watch in hindsight. I'm sorry to hear that. I actually considered not even posting the Fiber Series review. It was that depressing. I was, I was like, oh, I don't know if I put this on YouTube. Some poor fucker's going to like the show and click on that review and be miserable. Um also, yes, JJ's correct. Someone please make a graphic for Dukes that says, I like all the tag teams. Can you make it say, I like almost all the tag teams? So I don't get accused of being a Hollywood Don't do that. Don't do that. Stand up with blondes. Please say all of the tag teams. Um, okay. JR figures out how to do Twitter spaces to commentate Dex Dragon. Oh my God. Back up, Hangman. Oh, he oh, would be in so fast. <laughs> Did you see Dex got him unplugged? Yeah, yeah. God. Oh my and then he, God. he tweeted like the elite better than CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the idea of like someone sending Dex a DM, bro, quick. 
There's been a Twitter blocking. Like, fuck, let's get to it. All right. Anyway, quick film on my head. Rampage needs to go at that time every week. I don't care if it's half you guys to watch. That's fucking awesome. 9 p.m. Real craps. All right. Boys, this has been a blast. Fleet Week in the books. Fleet Week is back in a new form, in new shape. Young lions steering the ship. Vibrator running wild. <laughs> Tope, any final words, any plugs, any promotions, any final comments whatsoever, pal? Now's the time. Go ahead. I'll hail the vibrator. True. Yeah. I think it got over, honestly. We should probably make it a shirt. Well. Well. All hail the vibrator. (laughs) (laughs) Just like like a generic chart behind it, you know? Say his head for it. Um, Dukes, what about you, pal? Any final thoughts? Uh, AW's back. It's been confirmed by a couple sources. I'm not going to say who because it could jeopardize them on their side of Twitter, but I've heard it's back. Not Bob. Right. He didn't say who. Hey. Hold up. Accusation. Let me, check, let me check my latest text with Bob. This will confirm or deny because he may have sent this to me. This is what Bob does. He messaged me. Oh my god, they're doing Dax versus Danielson. I replied, he just didn't ever say anything after that. Yeah, he does actually. Well, it wasn't a Twitter DM. True, true. Uh, I'm now looking to see if he's declared AEW back at any point. Ah, Saturday, November 19th. AEW may be back, I replied. (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Then, for some reason, on Sunday, he said, told you they are back. And I just put nerd again. (laughs) I, don't yes, know why I, I, guess, I got it on Sunday. Yeah. What happened on Sunday? I don't know. <laughs> the day after full gear. What time did he send you that message? I'm intrigued. Now. If he, this, if he just sends these in Why did he both send us both a message saying AEW's back at the same time? I don't know. What happened Wait, on when, Sunday? When Bob messages me, is he just messaging like 10 different people and hoping someone replies? Well, this is personalized. Mine's personalized. It says, hey, Dukes. And then there's a space and then it says AEW's back. Okay. Yeah. That's what I got. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I saw that Manny is watching War Games and has declared that Alexa Bliss is his favorite part of the match. So if you ever wondered if Manny knew ball, debate settled, finished, done. Um, Oracle and I nearly cried laughing and they're discussing <laughs> the arrangement of a spot purely because it popped us that Alexa was so mad about having to do it. Very funny. That's real wrestling for you. Um, if you want to be miserable, go watch that review now over on the YouTube gimmick. Um, I'll be back tomorrow on WrestlePurious for the famed WrestlePurious Worldwide. Um, the Oracle of Wrestling uh, was, well, he had a time. You know, we were texting about WCW a lot last night. I'll leave it at that, Chief. All right. Tomorrow night, WrestlePurious Worldwide. Myself, Manny, Monty, talking about superstars and draws, um, talking about Alexa Bliss in War Games, you know, the usual topics we get to over there. Probably no late night grin tomorrow. Um, Tuesday, Grin Grappler Christian Cage. You'll find those matches over on our Twitter account now. I believe it's now the pinned tweet. Hell of a lineup. Christian Cage is the fucking man. Um, so that'll be Tuesday night, 8 Eastern. I believe it is. It might be a little bit later. Um, Wednesday, Dynamite Grin Along. Then Thursday, hopefully the Jay and Joe show, but certainly starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, Thursday night with the flagship, my 24 hour marathon stream. Um, oh, hell. It kicks off with the flagship, and then we head to Twitch for the remaining 20-plus hours. Um, 
I will be, that means that like, I, the thing is I have to, at some point I have to be on when most of our audience is asleep, right? It's just, it's just the way it works. Simple mathematics, mm -hmm. research illusion. My concern was doing that at the end. Like imagine there's nothing happening in the chat and no one's interacting with me on socials. And I'm, I'm like 18 hours in, just like, fuck it. Like, so I'm trying to do that in the first 10, you know? So we'll let it play out. Um, all right, folks, we'll see you along the way. We hope you've enjoyed this. Um, usually this program will air at 5 Eastern on Sundays. Stay locked in on the Twitter gimmick to see updates. Today was Survivor Series Review Show, so you get the deal. But keep grinning. All how. In the meantime, enjoy this outro. God bless. God said God bless again. Why am I saying yeah, God I bless? Know. I saluted that. Do I oh. tweet God bless? No. Maybe. Someone check. Um, Dax Harwood forever. That's better. Much better. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> wow.